record? I already did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Still Unsponsored Podcast. Hi. Once again. We're back for more. We're back for more. We are We are this time in uh, back in Austin. Home base. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we sound better and have less RF interference. Let's, oh. let's just talk about the New York episode. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we should be accountable for our actions. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Uh, so that was like, that was in addition to a weekend of eating great food and drinking a lot of wine. Also entirely untested gear in a really echoey room. It's like our first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, our first episode probably sounded better. Mm-hmm. Debatable. Debatable. We'll we'll have to do a side by side comparison. Yeah. Figure out like who which which one we uh, jacked up more. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Or or we cannot dwell on the past. <laughs> All right. So uh, today we have a story about Instacart and how shockingly they're still alive. Um, <laughs> talking about. Uh, Kylie Jenner talking about how Snapchat's dead, or tweeting, I should say, about mm. Snapchat's dead. That's basically the whole story. Uh, <laughs> uh, NPS by company. So this is a tie back to something we talked about in previous episodes, mm. uh, but we'll explain more. Um, and then a little nerd out session about uh, QU, which is a, a outdoor apparel slash hunting uh, brand. Uh, and going direct to consumer versus some of our other favorite brands like Mizzen and Main. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll we'll dissect their business models a little bit and uh, and talk about them. This sounds like a great, fun-filled episode, Chris. does. Sounds like two weeks worth of content. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Okay. Did you know, Zach, hmm. that Instacart's still alive? Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Next. No. <laughs> All right. So well, why wouldn't they be right? Well, okay. All right. So um, let's, let's put some more context around this. So we're referencing a story in CNBC uh, that Instacart. Ra- well, there's probably more places than that, but uh, Insta- no, just one just, channel outlet. Chris. Just one channel. Uh, Instacart raises uh, 200 million round, um, even with uh, uh, Amazon taking Whole Foods. Yeah. So uh, obviously, we live in Austin, where Whole Foods is based. Uh, we get to go into their flagship stores like all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. The mecca of Whole Foods. Exactly. Um, and Instacart, would you say, was pretty dominant? Yeah. I mean, it's the one that survived for the longest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's what I would say as well. Um, you know, so you and, and I, they're probably their primary store was it would be interesting to get into their actual data and find out like where they were making their most money. But for, hold on for the listeners that don't know what Instacart is, because. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it's a service where they have usually a few different vendors where they'll actually go and do the shopping for you. So you select from the curated catalog online. Bing, bang, boom. A couple hours later, you have stuff show up at your door. And they charge a delivery fee, a few bucks or something. So they charge, um, I think, it, I want to say it was like 7 to $15 plus a 15% tip mm-hmm. for your driver. Um, unless you have their, their like $35. A year. A year package yeah. that gets you um, express deliveries. It's for all the lazy people in the world. Right. But, I, you know, we, 
at work we'd done the math uh, and kind of figured out that like the $35 a year thing didn't make sense unless you were ordering every week on like Mm -hmm. you know if you were 100% committed to never going to the grocery store again it totally made sense they also have Costco so you can get your big rolls of toilet paper they have HEB which is a local grocery store Whole Foods and we recently yeah they just added a whole bunch of stores recently right right exactly so you know I think when the Whole Foods thing went down uh, it seemed like that could be the death of Instacart Mm mm-hmm because it, when you visit any of the stores that are on their list in Austin, they have a, they had a, have had, I don't know, a massive presence in Whole Food, foods. Like they had freezers, they had, you know, their their own dedicated. It was like an area of Instacart. It, yeah, exactly. Um, which has now been entirely taken over and turned into a beast all its own by Amazon. So fast forward, uh, Amazon acquires Whole Foods uh, and then uh, and then announces that Prime Now will now have Whole Foods available to it. Yeah. So is it is it Maynard, Zach? Can you can you get this at your house? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, but it comes with, you know, Prime Now comes with your. Uh, Which I do get in my house. Right. I well, get Prime uh, Now, but not groceries. I think people in Alaska get Prime Now. Or, <laughs> okay, Prime. Prime. Maybe not Prime Now. <laughs> prime float plane. Uh, but, uh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like running an E right now. That that sub that we just ate, I'm like, ugh. We always do this food comment. Like, why, why we do we should do, do it before we eat, eat. Yeah, when we're angry. Right. And it could be like, what the, do you think about Instacart, you asshole? <laughs> rage podcast. Yeah. Which was probably more what we were going for when we started this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want 30 minutes of us yelling at each other. We've, <laughs> we've softened. Okay, so who is giving them $200 million when Amazon just, just took away Whole Foods? Amazon also is uh, trying to create a distribution company to literally go against FedEx and UPS and everything. That's the latest rumblings and rumors I've heard. Well, they already have the prime planes for goodness sake. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, I think that a lot of our, our theories here have to be caveated with, I think that Austin is a test market for Amazon. And so we see what they're experimenting with, not what the broader market or not the realities in the broader market. Mm. So I, I, it, it it seems to me that we're probably like you know most of my amazon deliveries now get delivered by amazon's own courier service mm-hmm. um which is essentially an uber mm-hmm. right at which they're applying the same thing to their their prime now you know food delivery right so that's not in most parts of the country obviously um you're just looking at me you're like okay okay <laughs> okay cool story bro <laughs> <laughs> so Instacart probably still has market. Instacart uh, has market. The, yeah. the question is how long? Like, can they yeah. can they execute so quickly? They file for an IPO, everyone gets their money, and then they just say peace out, homies. Right? Is that the strategy? Well, the other side story is uh, HEB, which is the other store that Instacart, which for those who are listening, stands for like herb butts. Herb butts. Yeah, they're it's our grocery store here. Their SSL certs like kind of funny. Uh, let me let me just see if I can pull it up real fast. Hubert Edward Butts. 
Yeah, H E B T X. Well, okay, so and uh, yeah, H E butts grocery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but another business that has an interesting business model where they're like, we're not going outside the Southwest United States. Right. Like we know us, and this is where we do well. This is where we play well, and they're hyper dominant. Like there's three or four within like a ten minute drive. There's no such thing as a Kroger here. There's Randall's. There's no Kroger. Uh, you're, yeah, you're right. Right? There's no Gold Lion or Food Lion or... It truly is H-E-B is our grocery store here in, in Austin. H-E-B and Whole Foods. And Whole Foods, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, so spot. H-E-B bought Favor. Did mm-hmm. we did we get around to actually saying that? No. Wait. No, I think... Wait, H-E-B bought Favor? Yes. Like all of Favor? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Since when? Um... Wait, aren't they based out of San Francisco? No, Favor, I think, is... Um, in Austin. Yeah. For listeners who don't know what Favor is, it's a similar service where you literally type in a message and someone will do something for you. If you want food, if you want uh, someone to go wait in line for you, if you want whatever, you just favor it. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait, hang on. Let me. Here's the TechCrunch article. Uh, HEB acquires Texas-based on-demand company Favor. So Austin really, like... You know, we're in a bubble. We're they call it Silicon Hills, and I I think it really is that mm-hmm. right. Like we we have a lot of cool stuff going on mm-hmm. here, um, and we also have a really shitty freeway. <laughs> yeah, so, we have really great toll roads. Yes. Yeah. So in Austin, if you don't want to leave your house, you don't have to, unless you live out in the boonies. Yeah. So the question is, will H E B uh, kick out Inst- Instacart? Yes. Because they have their own service. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that what they might do with Favor is they might rebrand Favor because H E B delivery or something. Yeah, H E B has been working up their their curbside mm. uh, market, mm-hmm. which you know, or product offering service. I don't know whatever you want to call it. Pick your shit up from the curb. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So it makes total sense they they'd pick up Favor. Hmm. Interesting. So are we headed towards a a place where there is like this the distributor the distributor or the delivery service working for the consumer is not a thing. These stores have the logistics to get the products out to you, and you just do business with Amazon or Whole Foods or HEB. I don't know. I I think the story now versus five years from now would be completely different. I was actually talking about to this with my wife last night. Uh, is imagine you know five years from now, shit just start showing up on your doorstep like literally autonomous vehicles drop it off and they pick it up and go and you don't have to think about it. Like what? Case in point, I have a new iPad and I was doing augmented reality on the IKEA app, which is really cool by the way. You should probably put it on your phone. Um, but how cool would it be if literally you know a chair shows up to your door or in the case of like my wife if she tried on a dress virtually came in the door an hour later that's not too far off i don't think so whether it's a company doing or if there's a service out there that says hey we'll take it from your distribution you know distribution center and to your house i don't know yeah i think very different i I guess what i was getting at because i think you're right Mm -hmm. And, and like at least inside the bubble of austin you know probably other places like new york and san francisco like Austin, probably because it's trendy. New York, San Francisco, just because it sucks to try and get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll totally happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think I was more thinking about like horizontal versus vertical integration, you mm-hmm. know. And so, is it like more of a vertical integration where it's like 
Amazon not only sells everything on the planet, but also can get it anywhere on the planet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like HEB is the dominant grocery store in the Southwest and can deliver anywhere mm-hmm. perhaps. To, your, to your doorstep. Yeah, perhaps. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the question, I, I think maybe one of the questions will become like, how does the customer actually interact with that platform? Right, mm-hmm. because like, do you need to know that you have to go to the HEB app to order your groceries, or like, how is all that going to work? I wish I had the answer, Chris. Yeah, I don't know. We'd we'd make more money. Yeah, yeah. That that's why we listen to, or that's why I listen to Exponent. They have the answers. Okay, <laughs> fine. You're rolling your eyes. <laughs> uh, Kylie Jenner. I am done with this story already. <laughs> she wiped out $1.3 billion of market value in a day. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Rewind. When, when were they starting to get big? Who? The Kardashians. Years ago. They've been doing I, I, this for 10, 15 I know. years now. I know. Okay. So 15 years. Right, rewind yourself 15 years. Rewind yourself 10 years. So they've been on the scene five years. Right. Uh, and you say like, one of the lesser known of them is going to be able to take how much did you say 1.5 it was like one and a half billion i think off a company's market cap with a with a single tweet what's a tweet that's what i've been saying 10 years ago Nah, you barely know what a tweet you'd be like twitter's not going to be that dominant like that's maybe the part that you'd question yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wait no was twitter around in 2008 I think so. Uh, this is a pretty boring segue. Well, let's listen to Chris Google. Maybe this episode will actually get some get some editing. Uh, <laughs> founded in 2006. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. So Kylie Jenner wiped out a whole bunch of value from Snapchat because she said it wasn't cool anymore. Which, all right, maybe this is the first time that I, like, saw a story about the Kardashians and I was like, yep, like, she was just delivering the message. Mm. I don't think it was intentional. I think she literally was just, this is not cool anymore. My homies, my followers, my snappers, my whatevers. Uh, So that was just, like, a hyper-influential consumer review. Yeah. Is what that was. So what you're saying is influencer marketing works. Holy shit balls! <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to a show about marketing. Yeah. Influencer marketing. <laughs> influencer marketing works. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the case of Snapchat, doesn't work. So they've they've sort of been like struggling for relevance, right? And it's like they they've been getting their ass kicked. Whoa, what are you doing over there? Make it noise. They've been getting their ass kicked by Facebook. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Oh, the killer app for Snapchat after people decided that it wasn't for dick pics was for stories, mm-hmm. right? Well, okay, Instagram shows up and can do that better. Yeah. Right? Dunzo. Mm-hmm. Well, no, now now Snap is having the realization that, oh, crap, we're a public, publicly traded company. People want revenue gains every single quarter. Incremental, huge 90-day wins time and time and time again. Yes. Yes. So they're rolling out features that will hopefully help them get more impressions so they can sell to advertisers. You know, maybe one day, like, 
maybe if you get enough technology guys actually in in wall street like we'll stop seeing this like massive inflation of companies that don't actually have real value right which you probably you probably could say argue that for like spacex or something like that like chris wherever there's money to be made there's gonna be people well, well, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like stock Snapchat. Like, is there anyone in the in the online marketing space that was like looking at Snapchat and going like, "Hell yeah, that's where it's at." No, 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 no. Right, and that's probably the litmus test for uh, for like, are these companies going to be like financial successes? Right, because it's one thing to to have a large like you know user base mm-hmm. right but if the marketers have no interest in spending their ad dollars there there's not going to be any any revenue for these companies yeah so there you go screw them. <laughs> that was depressing why why do you have snapchat stock no not at all in fact the filing has turned me off to it so much that i said no thank you oh okay basically it was like evan spiegel owns the entire company your stockholders have no voting rights no Literally, there's no voting rights. So there's another uh, topic to be had here, which is, uh, I think I found it via Dig, which is sort of an antique website all its own. Um, Oh, so we're the Yahoo Google news here? Yeah, exactly. Uh, No. The Yahoo search? Ask Jeeves is my default search engine. (laughs) In Firefox? uh, No, I run Internet Explorer 6. (laughs) Looks the same as it did. You like that consistency. Okay, nostalgia moment. Uh, where was I going to go with this before I lose lose my train of thought? Um, it oh. was going to be uh, Evan... Spiegel? Uh, yeah. Uh, Spiegelster? Something like that? Uh, and the way that he's, like, messed, like, just created, insulated, political nightmare of a company. Um, Wait, so you're telling me a young kid with no business experience is having trouble running a multi-billion dollar company? <laughs> yeah whoa yeah yeah okay so but i wanted to have a nostalgia moment since we brought up uh, internet explorer 6 like did you did you ever experience fed zach you're gonna make a shitload of noise in your microphone you're like zach it was wrapping a carabiner around the arm of his mic stand this is a bad idea you can still hear it all right we're good we got it (laughs) okay uh so i think right when we were coming into the workforce it was probably like a year or two later that like chrome and safari and you know like there were there were options in the browser market Mm -hmm. uh and people it was before the auto update days right and so did you ever work on a website and have a manager or like an executive come to you and be like the website doesn't work and then you come to find out that they're using internet explorer 6 yeah 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 so kids that used to be a massive pain point for us you have to design for multiple browsers that didn't conform to standards correct yeah Mm -hmm. so oh oh my god all right i was just flashing back onto that it's it's still a wound that is not fully healed yeah <laughs> yeah okay so there was a story and i'll go find it and i'll put it in the in the show notes but how evan spiegel has like he's like crazy about secrecy mm-hmm. um and you know granted when steve jobs does it everyone's like that's how you run a successful company mm-hmm. uh but when he does it it's like that that bro's crazy <laughs> right but i i think that from our experience we probably can say like 
if information's not being cascaded uh, in a reasonable way and people are sort of playing politics and using it as a weapon, mm-hmm. it's going to create a very toxic environment. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you sort of put these stories together, how it's like, hmm, not great financial success, like, terrible corporate culture, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, there's no real advertising product there, right? You know, it's like, how, come on. These Five guys, years? Man, I two, two, three, two. Mm. Let's go two. Should we do like an over under on like if he has like another scandal? Because didn't he have like a sexual harassment scandal or something like that? I have no idea. Yeah. All mm. right. A couple of years before they just say we're done. Have we beat this to death? Yeah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> we're not fans of Snapchat, and the millennials that work for us say it's dead. So what else do you need? It's a podcast. You have to talk. <laughs> Dude, I'm so tired. I don't know why. You know what? I had like one little cup of coffee this morning. That's why. I need the... I probably have more downstairs. We well, we, I can't we, pause we, this podcast for coffee. No, you can't. It's, uh-huh. it's going now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in a past episode, we had talked about, uh, or we had offhand mentioned how like NPS gets or relative MPS by stack ranked by company gets released. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can see like what companies are trusted versus what companies are not trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got our hands on some of that, that information which we'll, uh, we'll put in the show notes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but this one is also sliced by, um, by vertical. Mm-hmm. Most of them do that. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Um, so like, show me Chris, show yeah, me. Yeah. So like, uh, American express being one of the more trusted, um, banking brands chase in the middle and, uh, like, what is that? Bank of America and Wells Fargo down towards the <laughs> negative, <laughs> you know, um, let's see here. GoFundMe, authorized.net mm. square stripe, you know, this is cool. Yeah. I'm surprised that Verizon is so high. Like, they're right. So, Verizon is right on neutral, where uh, AT&T is like AT&T, Sprint, Comcast. This is in the communications vertical. Mm-hmm. Are down on the on the detractor side. So, also in the communications, it should we should be noted that there's no one in the positive. Yeah. Right. So, you have a industry. Who loves calling? Oh, ah. Who? There we go. Who loves calling the cable company? Uh, no one, right? Because, and I think the reason that we were talking about this is because they're abusive to your customer, to their customers, yeah. right? They live in this like regulated mm-hmm. oligopoly. Oligopoly. You got it. Oligopoly. <laughs> oligopoly. And uh, I was, I was trying to conjugate this, this, that in a weird way. This fulfills <laughs> my life's meaning right now. Is okay, giving good. you, giving you. <laughs> words computers and apps people like those guys except for box everyone's everyone's above negative except for except for box that's interesting that's really interesting actually yeah i didn't know box was still around yeah obviously look at also uh legal so everyone's negative you have rocket lawyer and legal zoom legal zoom being the leader in the field that's also still negative well yeah I yeah, they got some fun fun practices. 
yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so here's here's my my an attempted an overarching arcing theory here. If you want to be on the positive side, you need to not have like abusive sales practices and and customer support. Mm-hmm. And you also need to be in a relatively non-regulated environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because legal zoom just by the fact that they're like helping people with legal problems, it's probably not going to be dealing with a bunch of really happy people. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're I don't know. I don't know. Deep, Zach. Uh, speaking of Box, uh, this isn't on the show notes. I just saw this, though. Dropbox filed for their IPO. Really? Mm-hmm. Like yesterday. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, hmm. Steve Jobs also had a vendetta against them. Why? He wanted to crush them with iCloud. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Exponent podcast did a really good. Uh, Dude, we- <laughs> why why can I not support other podcasts? We need the backlink, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great one. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think the happy medium is we definitely need to have a glass of wine in us first. Yeah. Yeah. At night after we've eaten. Or no, before we've eaten glass of wine. So, but what you're saying is the alcohol level should be higher. Yeah, I think so. Also, you need energy. So, Red Bull vodka. Ooh, is the ultimate podcasting <laughs> beverage. There's one way to find out. I'll allow you to experiment with that. Oh no, you'd you'd be joining me. Mm. I'm not not. But it should be like at two o'clock in the afternoon. Ah. <laughs> Out. Are we done with MPS now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are we yeah. done with this podcast now? Uh no. Oh. Oh, we got this stupid other one you want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Q U E. Yes. Kiwi? Q U. Q U. Q U. Go Q yourself. Uh no. no. You're gonna be difficult to talk to about this. Because I'll just drop a microphone now and let you take it you're, from here. You're getting all huffy already. Yeah. And you know nothing about outdoor gear. Correct. I'll beat you to the heavy sigh. (laughs) Okay. So, QU. Uh, Founded by two dudes, or a dude, that uh, originally started another brand called Sitka, which was... So, this was... Let me rewind further. Uh, This guy basically was a, a... hardcore hunter that goes like out in the wilderness for long ass time to go shoot the animals that have never seen a human before um nature nature (laughs) and he was desiring uh a, a like hunting version of he desired he desired yes he he had a need for like technical hunting gear Right. So if you think about like most hunting gear that you would find in a Cabela's, right, it is not necessarily what you would call like technical. Right. And so technical is like maybe what you would find more at a place like REI, where it's very breathable material that wicks sweat off you, that is like 
waterproof but also doesn't get muggy on the inside right something that like will allow you to go climb a mountain right so he wanted to basically combine two two hobbies or sorry two sports i guess mountaineering Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hunting Ah. Uh, so he did that founded a company called sitka got bought by gore-tex um, Gore-Tex, Jerry. Gore-Tex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, in the interviews with him, it's very interesting because he says basically, like, since he was distributing through uh, retailers, he really was limited in, in what he could actually do. He couldn't build a superior product because of the price constraints. So he was saying basically, you know, if, he, if it cost him $200 to build a jacket, or $100 to build a jacket, he needed to sell it for $200. Mm-hmm. And then the retailer was going to take that and sell it for $400. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you add, you know, so th- that, mm-hmm. the the actual manufacturing cost relative to the final selling price there is like a very wide margin. Mm-hmm. You know, especially since these retailers have to like do that to, to cover the cost of bricks and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to use more expensive like higher performance fabrics uh you're very quickly going to outprice what the, what the end consumer can pay for it so his next company qu um is sort of built around two things it's uh one uh he he decided to uh basically be unrelenting on the technical side right so he was going to build the best gear possible the best the best and he was going to go direct consumer mm. so the b2c b2c right um which means that the pricing on his gear is very odd um so it's very reasonably priced so if he says like i am producing this jacket that has relative performance to like an arteryx jacket arteryx mountain hardware are some of like the best brands mm-hmm. in the in the high end, uh, you know, sort of outdoors realm, um, you know. But if you go into REI and you buy a soft shell jacket, that's this is a soft shell jacket is like the kind that repels water. Right? I have one, yes, but it's flexible. Yes, right. Um, that's going to cost you like three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? A down jacket from them is going to cost you like five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say I'm going to go climb Mount Everest, they're going to be like how much money do you have mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh like if if arteric sells a thousand dollar park i would not be surprised um you could google it and find out i, I could google it but boop, boop, boop. but we've done enough awkward boop, pauses boop, for this boop, boop, boop. this podcast uh so his stuff is priced more like maybe where you'd see a columbia sportswear but he's making claims that it is like superior technology mm. um and it is very different from like now that I've had my hands on some of his gear it is very different from is that why you wanted to drag me to REI uh to prep you for this yeah a little bit <laughs> that you've never been which is I, I find weird <laughs> but I guess you you never really played outside no so there's that uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I think that you know a lot of times you see this like maybe people don't think outside the box enough on uh ooh, buzzword um when they're building these sorts of companies and so it's like hey i want to build the best shit possible which means it's just going to be hyper expensive right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i am going to build 
you know, the best, highest performance car, right? Okay, well, that means that I'm only going to be able to sell it to Saudi princes and it's going to cost like three million bucks or whatever. I woke up and a new Bugatti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so this is, this. Is, I, I like his business because it it's like, okay, how can I be the best at something and still, you know, grab ton of market share and like be conscious of the end price so it's mm-hmm. like he's built his distribution model around making sure that he can maintain those low prices yeah so it's doing both right it which defies you know like sort of the business 101 of like well you can either be like a luxury good or you can be a you know price competitive you know competitor and so he's doing both it breaks the mold love it <laughs> yeah i what do you want from me do you have any questions there zach or are you just gonna let me keep talking i think you answered them all appreciate your time <laughs> <laughs> what's our time at uh we're at 3324 ready to call it maybe i need some coffee you need some coffee <laughs> yeah uh, all right well thank you for the contribution there zach <laughs> He's got a cool business model. He's got a cool... Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, let's call this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you need some coffee, too. I, I need to go see if our uh, siphon's still working. Oh, that's a whole other topic for a different that's day. That's a whole... Uh, yeah, applied physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the Sponsored Podcast. Surprisingly, that we're still doing this. <laughs> and we're still unsponsored. <laughs> that's not surprising. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, new episodes when we feel like it yeah uh, so subscribe on iTunes okay bye okay bye <laughs>